Hello and welcome to the first player and character introduction for the Bestow Curse podcast. I'm Griffin. I'm the game master of the show, and I'm joined today by the enigmatic Chris. Oh, what's up, Griff? How's it going, man? Man, the day is finally here. The day is here. I am so excited for our upcoming show, and I'm so excited to spend this time with you. Well, I'm equally as excited, and I'm equally as excited to give the listeners a peek into who you are. So, who are you, Chris? Give me a little blurb about you. I am Chris, and I think that's all that needs to be said, that's, really. That's it? No, I mean, basically, I mean, summed up, distilled into one word, one essence, that's that's me. But I'm a joker of sorts, a funny guy, if a you will. A funny guy? Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, jack of all trades, master of all trades. <laughs> I like to hear it. I like yeah. to hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I am uh, I'm uh, chilling out here in Columbus. Really, really close to you guys. Yeah. Far closer than you might be. Several uh, houses down. Oh, so close. <laughs> Very close. No Too close for comfort, some might say. Yeah. Oh, I'm comfortable. You guys are. Well, what do you do in your day to day? What's your day job like? So I am a data analyst by name. Used to be an engineer. I'm now a data analyst. In a year or two, I might be something different. Who knows? Wow. Shifting left and right. Master of all. That's what you said. Yep, yep. Uh, And, you know, almost a full-time job. Working out with you as well, too. Yeah, yeah. You know? Uh, Amateur gym goer. Well, now that we have a gym nearby, a couple steps outside of my house. Your gym. Does help. Yes, yes, yes. So... Chris, we are playing a gaming podcast. What's your gaming experience, your tabletop experience? So I am probably the person with the least experience in the group. Um, I think that's fair to say. And up to I think 2018, we started playing. And up to that point, the last couple of years before then, I had realized that playing role-playing games, TTRPG games, was something I was interested in. Yep. I was on a lot of forums, a lot of different sites, looking at the interesting stories that people were talking about. Playing vicariously. Very much so. Didn't have a group to play with. Uh, wasn't interested in doing any online stuff with random people, and I was just thinking, you know what? Once I find an actual group to play with, that'll be great. And I cannot believe what I lucked into becoming friends with you guys and realizing that you've got this whole setup going on and we're about to launch a show at the time that I was like initially getting to know you guys. You a know? whole podcasting network yeah. you jumped into. An entire network. <laughs> a global organization. Global. Yeah, <laughs> global. That's how I got into it. I started playing Starfinder with you guys mm-hmm. and really enjoyed that. And then transitioned to Pathfinder 1st Edition, which I am still in love with. I still haven't gotten over the honeymoon phase with that system because it's only been a couple years in right, there. Right, yeah. And from there, I've started playing second edition um, as soon as the system came out with you guys. Yeah. Well, it's been a blast being your gaming Sherpa, as it were. And uh, and we love that you're in our group and have been uh, kind of cutting your teeth on games with us and now cutting your teeth on recording games with us. Do you have any other hobbies in your in your downtime? Yeah, I've got a few. Um, uh, the big one I can think of is I am an avid or was an avid 3D printer. Yeah. Um, initially got into that as a uh, as a way to kind of thank you guys for all the, you know, the give me a seat at the table and everything like that. I figured that was an interesting way to spice things up. Yeah, you've made a ton of the minis that we use at our table. Yes. It's been a joy to, you know, if I get a whiff that a, a certain monster's coming up, stealthily have that slide that over there so that when the players encountered on the podcast they can plop it down an actual mini and 
Uh, there's just something a physical version of a monster can do that isn't represented by like a, a, a bottle cap or a token or something. That's just really, it really br- brings the combat to life. I 100% would. agree. Now I got to know, what's a fun fact about you? We're breaking the ice with these, with these episodes. Yeah. Something random, something out there is, uh, and don't take this the wrong way. Don't take this in like the, uh, uh, a weird way, but I like to start fires. Oh, okay. Yeah. Not in like an arson way, but like, you know, you, you know, I've been the guy like, we're about to have like a little, uh, like a fire pit type thing. You know, I'm the guy sitting up the fire. We're going out camping. I'm gathering like Tinder and stuff, you know? You do just kind of collect random sticks as we walk around. I do. Yeah. It's, it's something I enjoy. I like, uh, I like a good fire when I'm, when I'm out camping and stuff. Yeah, I like real, something to warm me up. You're real bare grills without all the piss. You know what? Might add that too. <laughs> well, Chris, before we get to talking about your character, I actually had a theme song commissioned for your new character in Bestow Curse. So I'm going to play it a little bit. Yeah, already this is thematic. We're getting the uh, the hammer Reasoning strikes with the in hammer there. strikes. Yeah, yeah. So, Chris, what's your character's name, and what do they look like? My character's name is Diego. Some call him Long Shadow as well, too. And he is a very, very large, sort of an intimidating build, uh, cat folk. Cat folk. Yeah. So he is a he is a very large statured cat folk, clocking in roughly like six eight, something crazy <sighs> like that. And his build is just. If, if I can think of a form, the the mountain from Game of Thrones. I was going to say, you and I build. were throwing back and forth the mountain from Game of Thrones. Yes. And I think, uh, you know, we, we have some character art of him and it's perfect. He's just huge. Yeah. Very ripped dude in the bulky barrel chested type of, of, of ripped. Right. In fact, he's got this natural bulk to him. You will usually see him out and about covered in hide as well as a bunch of uh, skins. He might have some, some tokens or talismans with him as well, too. And... In the art, he is seen carrying just this giant maul, this giant warhammer type thing. That is his sort of the emblematic weapon of his of his build. Sure. Usually people that play catfolk characters pick a coloration that is reminiscent of like a, a type of house cat or big cat. What's Diego? So he is uh, not necessarily like a full black cat, although that's kind of what I think of him as. He is a very, very dark gray furred cat, but he does have some interesting colorations about him. He has his face looks almost as if it is painted white, even though that is the natural coloration of his fur. There's just a white around his face that resembles a skull slightly. And there are markings on his body as well. Some white stripes down his arms, some stuff on his torso that also look slightly skeletal a little bit yeah very cool well as we are playing pathfinder second edition the character building process in second edition is the abc's the ancestry background and class yeah do you mind giving me the ancestry background and class of diego absolutely so ancestry obviously is cat folk there are versatile heritages at play with the ancestry you can either take a heritage that is part of the ancestry that you chose, mm-hmm. or you can pick a variant one that is um, a more special or a, a more niche, diverse heritage. Sure. And I've chosen a, a variant heritage for Diego, and I think it'll be really interesting when it comes up in the show Yeah. Um, to, to see what that is. 
his background as well is is closely tied into that and it's not something I, I i want to fully reveal now hey absolutely i understand knowing what your uh your heritage and background are yes but what i will say and this from his build uh should make a lot of sense his class is a barbarian and specifically the uh spirit instinct of that barbarian spirit instinct the little sub class there they are all about respecting the dead paying tribute to to ancestors those have gone before us and the build gets into a little bit of uh either positive or negative energy with the type of strikes that they do so it's a very cool flavor on the barbarian and i love it for this campaign i love it just spiritual barbarian perfect how does diego contribute to the party well, naturally, across any system, the Barbarian is going to be the one that is up front in melee doing a lot of damage. And that's what I see him as. He's someone who is who is able to move very quickly, get up into combat, quickly put things down with this massive hammer that he's got or any weapon that he's he's able to wield. Definitely a frontliner that in being aggressive is also protecting the back line by trying to take care of threats early. Nice. I know from kind of building this character alongside you, not mechanically, but just incorporating the background and backstory into this character that there are a lot of things to be excited for. Without spoiling anything, what are you most excited for playing Diego? Yeah, we have had a lot of conversations in the garage about this character <laughs> as we've been working Ripping out. Ripping out talking characters. Yeah. The biggest things I'm excited for about him are revealing things about him, about his background as the story progresses uh, that I'm familiar with, seeing the way that he interacts with the world around him because his character is closely tied to the setting mm -hmm. of this story in a way that I think is, is very unique. And myself, I am interested in learning the things about him that I don't quite know yet, that you have uh, up your sleeve. There are things about his backstory about special things about his past that i don't know of that i am very eager to find out as the story is told and i 100 percent trust you in working through those things and bringing those to light yeah i think we're gonna have a lot of fun with some of the parts of his backstory together yes so this is your first character on a podcast campaign. Uh, all of the other players on Bestow Curse have played hundreds of episodes of a podcast. How was the character creation different for you as a as kind of a first time podcast campaign person compared to how you would build a character normally? Or was it different? Yeah, that is a great question. I'm thinking back to the first campaign that I started out with, which is a campaign that I played with you as well, too. Uh, we were both as players. And in that, I was really just focused on picking a class that I thought would be fun to play and just building a character around that. And in, in, in one sense, that hasn't really changed. I've, I've still chosen a class in Barbarian and 2E that I'm very interested in playing that I think is going to be a lot of fun. But what I've taken more time to focus on is the character's personality, the character's traits that help tie him into the story, give him something to be invested in. This character is much more closely woven into the fabric of your world than other characters that I've played in other campaigns. So that's big as well. And 
I think that I've given him a lot of room to be a dynamic character, have this this development arc that um, some of my other characters in just a regular campaign may just be a one-dimensional type character that I enjoy playing just for the mechanics of the sure, game with yeah. friends. But this is a character whose story will change and grow, and I'm very excited to, to be there as it happens. Speaking of a growing and changing character, uh, Diego's backstory, having him tied into the campaign, it's it's a very interesting one. He's actually affiliated with the Shawanti. Can you give us a sneak peek into who they are and, and how you're involved with them? Absolutely. I'm going to take this at a really high level because there may be a lot of people listening to this who aren't familiar with Pathfinder and the lore. And there is, there's some very interesting lore that goes with Pathfinder and the world this is based in. A lot of the, in a lot of the adventure and campaigns, the lore ties back to events that happened over 4,000 years ago. And there was once this great empire in this world called Thassalon. Um, there used to be a very, very high fantasy, high magic world, uh, a bunch of very powerful spellcasters there. And they were called, if you ever hear the, the word rune lord being bandied about. Very popular for Pathfinder. Yes. Very popular in the early Pathfinder adventures, these rune lords were uh, wielders of great magical power who ruled over certain lands in Thassalon. Another big thing that happened that sort of saw the end of this empire was this event called Earthfall. That you can think of it as the like the meteor that struck Earth and killed all the dinosaurs. Basically, yeah. that sort of apocalypse <laughs> that happened four thousand years ago. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Um, but at the time of Thassalon, there were this cast, this warrior class cast of people that were working under uh, under the rule of these rune lords in Thassalon, and they were the people who became the Shawanti eventually. When Earthfall happened, this apocalyptic event, when Thassal, the Empire of Thassalon fell, when the the landscape of the continent changed as we know it the Shawanti were sort of freed from their rule and free to, to roam about as they pleased. And so they settled some lands in this continent that we call Varesia here. And they've been living and existing there for thousands of years. Very recently, events that tie into the Curse of the Crimson Throne, settlers from another region uh, near Varesia came in and settled some of the lands that became Corvosa. These lands used to be Shawantis, but they were driven out of it now. And now there's some tension. There is some, um, still some some anger about that sort of colonization of these lands that yeah. pushed them out. And so the Shawanti are still in and around the region of Corvosa. And coming from being affiliated with a Shawanti tribe for Curse of the Crimson Throne is a very unique way to tie him in because you've got this um, you've got this dynamic that's already in place that he's being thrust into basically well because of that connection what do you think Diego's attitude towards Cor Corvosa as a whole is going to be yeah if I put myself in the mind of the character this is somebody who was taken under the wing of the Shawanti um, at an early age and hasn't really been exposed to the, the the large city and the diverse people and all the different things that make this metropolis of Corvosa what it is. So w coming into Corvosa um, for the first time at least I, I imagine there's a sense of awe and wonderment about this new world that he is he's observing and seeing and taking in. 
But at the same time, there is a certain amount of distrust. Yeah. And not necessarily anger, but apprehension about what's been going on between the Shawanti and uh, the Corvosan people. So he'll be learning things, but taking things in with a grain of salt as well, too, I feel like. Sure. Well, I have one last question for you, and this one's an interesting one, I think. Uh, Diego stands out in a crowd. He's a six foot eight, <laughs> dark gray furred cat folk with almost skull shaped paint, or not painting, but actual fur. Um, very unique. Very unique and sticks out like a sore thumb in Corvosa. So, rumors, I'm sure, have spread about him. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What do you think Diego's favorite rumor is that he's heard about himself? Because he's been, at the time we start the adventure, he's not a complete babe in the woods in Corvosa. He's been in Corvosa a little bit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is that is a funny thing to think about. I'm drawn to the the old wives' tale about uh, black cats or dark cats <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that you're not supposed to cross their paths at all. So what I what I what I almost envision is he's walking through these streets. There are some people who have a never seen a cat foe this big or b are you know have feel some type of way about the shawanti is that they would go out of their ways not to cross paths or walk down the same street as him so he's he's walking through you've got this in a crowd these these people in front of him who are jostling trying to find ways around him basically and might even view him as the bringer of bad luck or a uh, a tale of foreboding of bad omens basically you know Maybe seven years of bad luck for a normal cat, but this is a bigger cat. So nine, <laughs> this cat's eleven, six foot eight. <laughs> so many years of bad luck from this guy. I love the idea of Diego walking down the street and purposely playing into the other bad luck. Uh, I guess old wives' tales. Like yeah. he he walks under a ladder or something on purpose just to fuck with people. Yeah. Straight under it. <laughs> that's that's amazing. Well, Chris, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate you sitting down with me and talking about yourself and your character. Is there anything you want to say to the listeners? The big thing I would say is that if you if you're just listening to this and you are interested in Pathfinder, Pathfinder 2nd Edition and haven't gotten a chance to either play or get exposed to it, um, and you, you know, you play other systems like D&D or anything like that, highly encourage you to take a look at Pathfinder even hop on our discord or something like that we've got plenty of people here who on there who love to talk pathfinder talk second edition and i i just think it's a great community that we've built around the first podcast i can't wait to see the 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 group of people the 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 large tent that we gather around the second one as well too i think it's really going to be great uh and it's going to be something very special absolutely well I will be introducing another character, another player, uh, Steve. He will be on the show on May 28th. And remember, listeners, that the first three episodes of the Bestow Curse podcast will be available on June 4th. Until next time. Later.